the Palace watches are, for me, a perfect representation of what the IWC brand stands for in terms of technical engineering and pure design. And each of the pieces really brings this to life in a, in a unique way. Hello and welcome. Today, I'm talking to the two men at top of IWC, our very own partners in time podcast host and IWC CEO, Chris Granger-Hare, and the IWC creative director himself, Christian Knob. We're talking about some new watches, which were introduced at this year's Watches and Wonders in Geneva, and we will deep dive into the colors, the collections, and what's so special about Top Gun, and uh, yeah, how pilots are wearing mechanical watches. A lot of different uh, topics, and I'm looking forward to have that conversation on today's episode of Partners in Time. Hello, Christian. Hello, Chris. How are you? Hello, how are you? Oh, I'm, I'm good. You know, I'm not the super pro in watches. So I kind of, so there's uh, some sort of convention going on in Geneva, the Watches and Wonders. It is uh, happening right now and you're, you're launching a new product. That's what we want to talk about today. Is that right? Is my information base right? 100%. Your, your information is 100% correct. Indeed, it is Watches and Wonders, the central fair of the watch industry, the uh, you know central hub and get-together, where all of the industry, retail partners, end clients, journalists, all come together to see the latest trend in watchmaking. And of course, it's a special one this year, because not only um, have we not been in a physical uh, fair for a number of years now due to COVID, but also it's the first time that all of the industry heavyweights are coming together in one place. So it's an enlarged format of Watches and Wonders, and we're really, really happy to welcome a whole host of new brands and independent watchmakers, adding another hole to Watches and Wonders. And it's really fantastic to have everybody back together physically to feel the energy and, and do all those things you can't quite do on Zoom or FaceTime or even in the metaverse. <laughs> It is. Is it? Is it? A, is it open for public or is it internal? Is, is it a real? Yeah, yeah. By registration, convention? by 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 registration and invitation, it's 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 open to uh, uh, public visitors. It's not open in the sense that you can just rock up and buy a ticket and get in. You do have to register online, uh, like most things in the luxury industry, but for for security reasons as well. But no, it's it's definitely open to the public. I, it was SCHH before, right? That's when I had one great day with Christian. Christian, do you remember that day when we launched Portuguese Pictures? Absolutely. Yeah, that was SCHR before, right? And that kind of turned into Watches and Wonders. Am I yeah, right? I think um, for a global audience, in the end, we found that Watches and Wonders is somewhat more catchy than Salon International de la Autologerie, but uh, you know, it's an easier hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> It absolutely is. Christian, What are you uh, launching? What's dropping? What's the newest IWC drop that it's gonna? And what's the date? Is it end of March? Is it March 30th? Is that right? It's March 30th, uh, and we dedicate this year to to our pilots collection. So we have a dedicated program of a uh, couple of pieces we are launching here. Put special focus on our Top Gun range. Uh, special focus on colored ceramics, and we have a couple of exciting pieces we are going to present there next to the entire pilot's collection, which is still one of the most iconic uh, collections in our brand portfolio. And uh, this year we put special focus on a couple of ceramic chronographs in special ceramic colors that are inspired by the world of aviation. 
And is it which one's your favorite? I'm straight up asking that question because you're you're the creative director, so it's, I want to know which all one. Journalists is the best. are asking for the favorites. I mean, it's, it's nobody's not, asking me that, by the way. Nobody can. Yeah, I will in a second. This commercial guy. <laughs> no, it's, it's 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 really hard to pick because the pilots' watches are for me a perfect representation of what the IWC brand stands for in terms of technical engineering and pure design. And each of the pieces really brings this to life in a, in a unique way. What I personally really like is is the purity of of the big pilot. And now we also bring the big pilot forty three Top Gun in black ceramics. So this is this is a fantastic addition to the portfolio, and I like this a lot. I'm also a big fan of of the color green. So I'm also super excited to bring the Woodland chronograph. So there is, is really a very strong lineup of products we are presenting this year for Watches and Wonders. Chris, which one is your favorite? 100% the Woodland, Woodland chronograph, the latter. And, and I'm going to tell you why, because, you know, what, what I find so fascinating about these monochromatic colored ceramic watches is that they have a real inspirational origin in where these watches came from, which is professional aviation. And you can see it both in the operating environment for, for pilots in the temperate climate, as well as a, obviously all the equipment, the harnesses, the flight suits. You have these multiple technical materials uh, from Nomex to nylon to Cordura to all of that coming together in a really monochromatic um, a, a way, in a tone-in-tone -tone kind of way. And that code has really been transferred way beyond aviation. And you've seen it over time and in sportswear in sneakers in technical apparel in all of these things where more and more we see different textures and materials coming together giving a quite understated monochromatic overall look so when you look at it in great detail you see all of these different materials coming together but then at a distance it becomes really kind of this subtle you know subdued understated look and i i love that combination and then seeing that reinforced by uh, people like uh, apple dropping the iphone 13 in green uh, samsung uh, dropping the galaxy the other day um in, in that same green color code and you see it you know, those kind of monochromatic environments are, are really of the moment as well. You see the interior design is a huge trend at the moment. And to see really something that has such a functional origin come together with really where the zeitgeist is at the moment in, in, in design, I think is especially powerful. And the Woodland Chrono, you know, I've changed half my wardrobe to olive green over the last six months. So <laughs> I cannot wait to finally wear this watch. It's just, it's a color I love anyway. Yeah, I've seen those those uh, I've seen the first prototypes when I was uh, visiting you guys, and I'm I'm ever things li like I'm really really looking forward to have those in my hands, maybe at one day. But let's go through the colors. So there is a black one, Christian just uh, mentioned. There is a, a green one you talked about, but it's a quite a dark green, right? So it's not a, a neon green, not a bright green. Well, well, see Woodland is the official color code certified okay. by Pantone, the Global Color Authority. There you are. Okay, and Woodland means dark foresty kind of green. So it's... Uh, green. Uh, Correct. Yeah. So Christian, you, you came up with those colors. So uh, which, which... How would you describe that green? Now let's frame this slightly different. I mean, we, we're presenting four ceramics colors. That's, that's black, that's white, that's uh, green, and that's uh, sand color. And each of these colors we developed as very unique color codes and got a Pantone specification. And we also established names for each of these colors. There, there's jet black, there's Lake Tahoe white, there's woodland green, and there's Mojave 
uh, beige. So these colors really form a new approach to our Top Gun collection. And uh, this is also in continuation of the blue ceramics we launched on Blue Angels last year. This is our take on bringing together our DNA as one of the inventors of ceramic watches in back that reaches back to the 80s and taking this forward into our pilots collection, into our Top Gun collection and presenting this as a very strong and very visible color code. So each of these watches come in a subfamily. For example, the, the, the jet black goes together with the jet black ceramic watches we have already in the collection. The woodland green will, will come in a capsule collection also with other watches that share the same uh, color scheme. Then we have the white Lake Tau with a black dial. And then we have the three uh, Mojave colored pieces, the chrono, the big pilot and the perpetual calendar. So this this forms really a very strong sub-collection within, within Top Gun. And on top, we are presenting our serotonium chronograph, which is actually the fourth. It's the fourth serotonium piece next to the double chronograph, the, the perpetual calendar and the time zoner. We are presenting a 41 millimeter chronograph in serotonium which is a very special material and uh, true RBC material that, that combines actually our competence in ceramics and titanium in an ultra-strong high-performance material. And Lawrence Brunner uh, invented that, right? Like there's an episode I talked to him. Chris, can you explain it to me once again what serotonium is? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, first of all, we have to say we love Lawrence. You know, our love yeah. goes out to Lawrence. Whenever I have a really geeky technical question, like the other days in Starbucks, I phoned Lawrence. I said, Lawrence, drop everything you're doing. Tell me exactly X, Y, Z. He's a, it's hilarious. You know, sometimes he comes up with these new materials, you know, just look at him, like not understanding at all what he's on about. But then it becomes perfectly clear. And serotonium is just one of those things. He said, look, let's combine the best um, characteristics of ceramics, which is really scratch resistance and a hard surface, with the very best in titanium, which is lightweight and extremely structurally uh, sound and, and fracture-proof, basically. And putting those two together really ended with a proprietary IWC ceramic-infused titanium alloy, which basically is a blended material of ceramic and titanium particles, which gets cast um, and then forged using extremely high pressure and then it comes to our manufacturing center here in Schaffhausen in rods of different diameters. Um, challenge being that the ceramic in the serotonium uh, alloy needs to be perfectly evenly distributed, needs to be absolutely homogeneous. Then we machine it uh, the very same way as we machine titanium in our milling centers here in Schaffhausen. It's a process that we really have mastered ever since the 1980s when we released our first ever full titanium watch, the Porsche design chronograph titanium on titanium bracelet. And this process is very, very tricky because uh, not only is the material extremely hard, but the oil vapor that comes off during the milling process is highly, highly flammable. So a single little spark would create the proverbial big bang. So it's all going to be managed very carefully, temperature managed. We have to have a inert gas halon firefighting system. The, the uh, machines need to be contained the same way as an aircraft engine is contained. So there's a lot of technical skill to it. And in the end, we surface finish the uh, serotonium pieces. We sandblast them. And then they get kiln-fired here in the manufacturing center using a secret formula, very high uh, temperature, to uh, develop this very deep and even uh, black uh, layer within the material that ultimately gives you that scratch-proofing and gives you uh, the resistance and it gives you that uh, perfect dark gunmetal color, which we've now branded and trademarked IWC Serotanium, uh, really as a distinct color code as well. 
It's it looks insanely good. I really really love that color, but it's super hard to get hands on a watch like that because you can't produce enough for the demand, right? That's uh, it's it's like, it's still it's. I mean, we 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 wouldn't be pioneers in material science if it wasn't complicated to do. So it's, it's yeah. you know we've we've spent the last uh, eight or nine years now developing and perfecting the process, but still it's an extremely elaborate manufacturing process, and of course that has limitations in its scalability. We've talked a lot about Top Gun, so I've, I'm I'm a little confused. It has something to do with pilots, and can you tell me the history of Top Gun just to to kind of you know I'm not totally into all those stories, so I want to learn about it. So how uh, many maybe hours Christian has he got? Paul? Chris, yeah, just just like uh, Chris, <laughs> you start and and tell me: Are pilots really still wearing chronographs, like mechanical watches? Absolutely, and that's As one of, of the interesting. Yeah, that's one of the interesting things that really um, goes all through aerospace. That, of course, today, you know, when we go all the way back, and Christians talked about it many, many times. You know, uh, watches were an essential part of celestial navigation. They were an essential part of knowing where you are on the planet in any given cockpit or seafaring navigation situation. And of course, over time, that's been uh, replaced by all sorts of technical uh, innovations, ranging from the humble sextant all the way to today's modern GPS instrumentation that uh, and satellite navigation that well, we carry everywhere. However, um, you know, piloting an aerospace is all about redundancy. It's all about backup. It's all about having multiple systems that ensure that there's no overall catastrophic situation that uh, has a complete uh, blank out of all system, etc. So the mechanical wristwatch in aerospace is the ultimate backup tool that will still allow you, if you know your speed and you know the time, to calculate your position and make essential calculations to safely uh, aviate and safely bring an air aircraft back to ground. And, and that's why um, it has such a functional position still in aerospace today. The second point is that nothing tells a story as emotionally powerful as a mechanical watch, and especially when it comes to pilots' outfits and their love for this kind of uh, um, almost romantic storytelling of aviation legends, the whole historic development, all the rest of it, the wristwatch plays a central um, uh, role in signifying who you are as a pilot, what you stand for, what, what sort of type of aviation you embody. And I think what we've made for many years now as actual professional service watches, you know, when you talk about Top Gun, we are the single broadest license holder of the US Department of the Navy when it comes to watches. Um, we're authorized to make watches across all of the active and inactive squadrons, all of the schools, including um, your aforementioned Top Gun school in Fallon, Nevada, and of course also the aerobatic display team, the Blue Angels and the Golden Wings. So really very, very broad base. And us having worked now with both Top Gun instructors at the fleet schools, but also Top Gun instructors at Fallon in Nevada, as well as many of the squadrons, we of course got to know exactly what the demands and preferences are of professional pilots. And develop watches today when you buy a sports watch from IWC, You buy something that you enjoy uh, in your uh, life, whatever you get up to, but ultimately they all carry that experience and the technical experience and skill of having developed a professional pilot's watches ever since 1936. And thank you very much. That was a very good explanation. And was, out it? of a design <laughs> perspective, Christian, like what's the difference between a pilot watch and a Top Gun? Like, How, how do you approach that out of designy uh, things? 
I mean, when we when we integrated Top Gun watches into the pilot's portfolio for the first time in 2007, the, the Top Gun pieces were not only marking the, the most technically advanced pieces in the collection using high-performance material like ceramics, like titanium. It's basically the case is a combination of a ceramic case ring with a titanium inner container construction that, that uh, seals the watch and, and makes it water resistant and, and also integrates all functional parts like, like uh, chronograph pushers and so on, and also the glass. So since then, the Top Gun pieces have always marked the, the, the performance and, and the most technical design within the pilot's watches. And then from 2007 onwards, we really built a full collection with various pieces. We started off with a, with a double chronograph. Then later on, we had a chronograph. We had a big pilot. We had a perpetual calendar. We had an automatic. So there was all this, this Top Gun uh, collection was super successful because of this very crisp contemporary technical design. It was, was not only the most technical, but also the most pure design in the, in the Top Gun range. And over, over these decades, we, we saw the Top Gun as a kind of pure technical functional line with these super technical color codes, black ceramic, black matte material dials, titanium, actually working, working with the pilots of the U.S. Navy, working with the squadrons, we actually discovered that is not only a black and black and white world, but is in fact a very colorful world. So we, we discovered the, the pride of the individual squadrons with their patches, colorful patches that, that are squadrons that are many decades old, where there's a long tradition and a strong team spirit within, within these quadrants. And as Chris mentioned, there is an enormous pride and these uh, pilots wear their, their patches and, and, and their, their watches with, with a strong confidence and with a, with a lot of emotional connection to their squadrons and to their aircraft type. They're flying pride about their, their education and their training they've passed uh, with the Top Gun trainee as, training as one of the most elite flight trainings in the world. And then working with them, coming to different, different naval air stations and air bases, we, we discovered actually the color codes of uh, naval aviation. And next to the colorful patches, we also discovered actually the color codes that we, we translated in, in the Top Gun collection we are presenting this year with, with the black, with the white, the green, and, and, and the sand color of, of the Mojave. Each of these colors are inspired by certain aspects of this naval aviation, where you see actually the black tones coming really from, from the technical parts in the plane, the ceramic elements, uh, ceramic tiles, uh, high-performance aspects of the, of the turbines, and so on. Then, then other aspects like the the white inspired by by Lake Tao. This also gave the name one of the biggest training areas actually for the Top Gun training uh, around uh, the Lake Tao uh, up north from 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 China Lake. And then the China Lake area in the Mojave Desert uh, with with the the sand colors color schemes inspired the whole Mojave theme. And then the woodland actually the, inspired by this by this vast uh, wooden forest areas uh, the pilots fly over. So each of these colors really are inspired by parts of the the gear the pilots are wearing, the parts of the plane they 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 fly in, but also the training grounds of the unique uh, Top Gun flight program. 
It's very, very interesting. The How long does that take? Like, when did you come up with different colors and, and how's that process? You, you, you kind of, you probably have a board or something and then you show that to Chris or, or like, when did you start with, let's do a dark green, uh, yeah, colorful ceramic watch? When did that happen? It's actually a quite long process. And uh, the way this goes is really that, that when we think about the future of a collection like the pilots, we collect all kinds of inspiration and we we start with with mood boards and and uh, as i said working with the different squadrons the the idea of color was established two three years ago and then we we start off with with putting putting some mood boards together what could be the colors we we look at and uh, then the idea is really to translate these colors into colored ceramics. And uh, this is one of the most challenging process because uh, colored ceramics, and Chris explained the ceramics process earlier, is, is a very difficult process in the sense that in the amounts of ceramics we need for a watch case, this is a very manual process. All the colors are mixed by hand and you have to also imagine that the ceramic powder, when it's a raw powder, it's, it's white, it's oxides, it's different ceramic oxides that are, that are mixed um, and then develop the final color only after the firing and after the sintering process. So to get to a specific color is a very challenging process. So this takes more than a year to really get to the final color in, in prototypes uh, for ceramic watches. And then the color indication we gave in the beginning, and, and Chris mentioned our collaboration with Pantone, is Pantone colors. We, we as designers work with Pantone since years. Pantone is the, the color system, the color code we work with every day. By specifying a kind of color range to the ceramics uh, manufacturer, and then finally receiving a color, which is a color which sits in between different different standard Pantone colors. This was a moment where we said, okay, this color will be specified as, for example, Pantone IWC Mojave or IWC Woodland. And, and this is our new standard and our new reference for the entire color co development that follows the, the ceramic case ring is the most demanding, but after that, you have still the dial, you have the hands, you have the strap. Uh, we have strap where we also have multiple components like a, like a rubber base layer. We have textile, we have threads to, to stitch, and, and everything has to follow that color. And this is really an engineering process to roll this out from one reference color to multiple sub-suppliers and technical processes, different materials, different textures, which in the end also define exactly that richness, what Chris was mentioning earlier, what, what really speaks to people when you have a kind of, of monochromatic product, like, for example, the Woodland Chronograph, where you have the same green in different materials with different textures executed to perfection. It is one one hundred percent. Like I'm, I was wearing the Mojave one for like two weeks, and I've never been approached that much about a watch here in LA area and stuff in San Francisco. Like people come up to me, like, "What's that watch? What's that?" Like people really, it's it's pioneer at the end. Like in that type of thing, I think that that's surprised people. With how many colors did you start all that process? Like, do you start out with fifteen colors, and then you realize, okay, we can create five of them or were yeah, there ex just actually 
you're absolutely right. I mean, we we start with a with a bigger range of of colors, and in the end, we also have to prioritize. But also, through this ceramic process, we we're not receiving one color back, but we receive different attempts, and then we we select from there. So that's a very iterative process with the different suppliers, but also where we as designers also say, okay, we we always insert more ideas and more color options in the beginning of the process. And then the end, okay, we go with these four in a first step. And this this forms actually the capsule we are launching this year at Watches and Wonders. And uh, there's definitely more to come, but we say, okay, this is this is the four of uh, that forms our story for this year. Chris, um, as a CEO, how involved are you in those color selections, design processes, feedback, like you're probably involved in the very last step, right? Or Are you sure you want to go into that? Or <laughs> <laughs> oh, we skip that part and talk about the weather. No, no not at all. No, um, look, I, I mean, obviously, you know, as a team, you know, we, 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 we do work together on the inspirations, on, on the ideas that, you know, drive these launches and drive the campaigns. You know, obviously, as, you know, in, in the work with Top Gun, I've been very closely involved from the very beginning. You know, we, we share those contacts between uh, Christian, my colleagues and I. Um, so, you know, it comes from first-hand experience and us discussing, you know, we, we did a beautiful trip together a couple of years ago to Naval Air Station Lemoore in California, um, where we obviously traveled uh, through some of the Mojave Desert on the way um, to, uh, which, which obviously I, I found out the other, you know, I tried to, I tried to go up there again, uh, Paul, your traffic is really horrible. I have to yes. say, you know, there was me trying to go up via Bakersfield, Lancaster that way, um, get a bit of original desert footage, you know, maybe find um, the location of the uh, little container that uh, we launched a couple of days ago when this podcast comes out, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, I was driving for 40 minutes. I was basically almost there, but I kept ch checking the sat-nav for the time back to Santa Monica. And it already said like two hours and 18 minutes. So I was like, okay, this is not going to work. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. but anyway, but driving up there and obviously seeing um, the naval aviators, you know, and seeing the flight equipment and seeing the jets, you know, it's it's such a striking color code. And for me, especially when it comes to the um, the harnesses and all of that uh, coming together as, as tactical equipment in this color, I thought this was really interesting to not only make black pilot's watches, but to really look into the other colors we see in Top Gun. And um, driving back, I, I remember I was speaking to Christian at the time, uh, I think I was coming back from uh, China Lake, I think it was. And I stopped at a, at a petrol station, or as you call it, a gas station, um, and it said Mojave Mart on the sign. And I looked at that and said, well, that's, that's the name. We're going to call it Mojave. Uh, so we IP checked it and made sure we could get the trademark, which worked. And uh, that was really sort of the beginning of um, that particular color journey before we then sort of embarked on it and sort of developed a, a range of other colors and obviously one idea leads to another and it's teamwork at the end of the day it's very good teamwork if you ask me what, what watch are you wearing right now chris me personally look i've just uh, because it's pre-watches monders as we speak i've just lent out my daily uh, for, for, <laughs> for some refurbishment work at the moment i'm wearing a big pilot le petit prince 46 millimeter blue dial today which is not really my typical go-to at the moment but it replaces my um it's mostly either the rodeo drive perpetual calendar on the big pilot or the mojave desert perpetual calendar on the big pilots one of those two usually but today it's the big pilot automatic And next week you're probably gonna go uh, yeah, for the woodland one, right? Yeah, for the I mean, interestingly, this was also one of the key questions of our team this year. As we're sort of focusing on a different ceramic color every single day of Watches and Wonders, it was yeah. clear that the wardrobe had to follow. 
<laughs> and you can imagine the reaction in the Zoom call when I said, so guys, on Monday, we are all wearing woodland on Tuesday. It's a slight the Wednesday panic. pizza party, uh, the white one. <laughs> the white one, Wednesday night for the for the booth party, of course. <laughs> Ibiza wipes all over the you place. You could suddenly see 248 faces pale with panic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Um, but uh, coming back to to Christian, how about you? Like, which watch are you uh, wearing right now? I'm As wearing the big Pilot 43 uh, Top Gun okay. from the new collection. Okay. So, um, how do I get hands on a watch of of them? Like, because, like. Um, <sighs> Supply is a problem. Like you talked about success, so so you're the demand. Supply is I guess, an opportunity. Uh, yeah, it's an opportunity, <laughs> right? Uh, right. So sad. So uh, it's it's launching on March 30th. Mm. Does that mean on March 29th people are starting to camp in front of the boutique? In, in is this now like supreme? Like uh, how 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 do you get hands on the probably limited supply? Because um, yeah, I I tried to get one or two uh, and and it's hard already so and you've got so inside I'm connections so that's not really <laughs> fair is it i mean if anyone should be able to secure one now listen um we of course as we as we discussed um you know the the, the process for both serotonium and colored ceramics is a very elaborate process you know it's not something where scalability is is a given and what we are doing generally and you can see this on our website as well um we actually communicate the annual production numbers of those pieces very clearly so it's also a a great reconfirmation of the value of a purchase um, to our clients that we can really openly say how many are available uh, every single year in our production. And that's that's limited by uh, the, the process cap capacity, as I described, in serotonium and colored ceramics. So if you are interested in one of those pieces, I very much recommend that you either speak to our lovely concierge team. There's one in Dallas in the US, of course, in Amsterdam in Europe and so on. Or come and see one of your trusted boutiques uh, or authorized retailers. And you speak to the ladies and gentlemen there and they will put you in touch and will make sure that uh, we can have a conversation and obviously uh, hopefully uh, get one of those pieces to you as quickly as possible. And um, there's also the app, right? Like, so you can at least try on the, there the is visual. The app indeed. Yes. Yeah. Very good so point. The app is your absolute fast track route to finding out all the latest uh, IWC. And it's got a great range of features and articles, special content of voice memos uh, directly from the team. And you have the beautiful AR try-on where you can see all of our latest releases in augmented reality. You don't need any wrist markers or anything. You simply use your smartphone camera. You point at your wrist. You select the watch you want to virtually try on. And you have a real-time rendered version of the watch on your wrist, visible through the camera. You can take a photo. You can share it. It's real-time live um, uh, light rendering. So you get a realistic impression of the watch. And, of course, you can screenshot it, share it with all your friends. It's a fantastic feature. And I ask all of you to come check it out. <laughs> No, no, it is super good, and and that's the way. Like in that app, the new watches are gonna be available also on launch date. As at least that's what my internal information says. Absolutely, one hundred percent right there. Very, very good. But the the physical watches are gonna be on in the IWC boutiques, right? So if you if you if some of our listeners want to have a hands-on experience with those watches, the boutiques are gonna be staffed, right, on March thirtieth worldwide, right? You said it. <laughs> I would take your word for it. <laughs> If not, speak to Paul. <laughs> Call him. <laughs> Drop me a DM. We're I'm, doing I'm, our very best, definitely. 
Yeah. No, I'm I'm looking very much forward. Um, how much are you doing? Because you said you publicly, uh, yeah, release how how the limitations is. Like, it is is it five thousand? It is five hundred thousand? How how many? No, for example, to give you to give you a frame of reference um, on the on the existing pieces, we um, if you look at the big pilot, forty six millimeter Mojave Desert, we are um, yeah. producing uh, two hundred fifty of those uh, every single year, and oh. then on the perpetual calendar version of it is one hundred fifty pieces of that per year. Um, the chronographs, like the woodland, Lake Tahoe, we are planning 1,000 pieces per year. That's not a lot. So demand probably is higher than that, right? Well, yeah, and you can come and see our beautiful manufacturing uh, center here in Schaffhausen, and you can see uh, what we're cramming in there in terms of the 13,000 available square meters, in terms of milling centers, in terms of assembly space, uh, parts manufacturing, case making, etc. And then you see it's it's busy, and that's... Uh, yeah. I'm. I'm. Uh, once again, I'm. I'm getting sweat attacks because I had that Mojave Desert, a big pilot, and it was a. It was Valentine's Day, and on that Valentine's Day, it was a father and daughter lacrosse training. Mm -hmm. So I had to show up at my 15-year-old daughter's lacrosse training, and I, I was wearing the watch, and then I. I didn't want to play lacrosse with it because it was my first lacrosse game ever, and you both know I have a history of uh, maybe. <laughs> Not not losing, but maybe don't really knowing exactly yes. where, where temporarily my, misplacing <laughs> where my watch is as of now. So um, I took that watch and put it in the back of my daughter, and um, just and then we had the training. It was very very. Do I, I want mean, to hear this, Paul? <laughs> maybe because <laughs> it's it's still there. I have it just to just okay, to okay. finish. Yeah. But um, but the story to there. So we uh, trained and then we went back, and it was. You know, you have kids too. If if you're there as a dad, you kind of I want to perform, so it was very, very. Uh, I was under pressure there, and I wanted to show up, and I wanted to be Are the you cool one of dad. So yeah, one hundred percent. I'm also yeah, yeah, one hundred. Let, let yeah. me show you how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> I even like pushed some of the fourteen year old girls out of the way. Hard, so. Oh god, I know. <laughs> 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 it is one, what it is. One little total random episode, which I I love. I will always remember fondly in my life. I was about nine years old, and I was a bit of a wimp. You know, I, I weighed about thirty five kilos or something. So my mum yeah. and dad thought it was a great idea to send me to judo lessons in Germany. Right. Yeah. So I had my first. Um, local area judo competition and you can imagine these nine and ten year olds sort of you know getting ready on the mat and then there were all these as we said helicopter parents very ambitious parents uh, all kneeling around this this mat assembly and as i, I was stepping towards my uh, opponent another nine-year-old kid looking as innocent as can be this father basically went up on his knees and started yelling at him, come on, finishing off, strangle him, break his bones. You know, you can see all the mums and dads around this mat sort of in pure shock horror. Yeah. How can you? Because he was like, he was in there. He was going yeah. for it. But anyway, it's on the Mojave, I'm glad you didn't misplace it. And for future reference of playing lacrosse, squash, tennis, whatever you want to play, pelota, um, you know, if they do survive um, an F-35 fighter jet cockpit uh, for two flights a day in the most extreme operating environments in the world, being knocked about the cockpit, I think you can safely leave your watch on during your next exercise experience. <laughs> I will, I will, uh, 100%. I've, uh, on that evening... By the way, so we came back and I, I looked for it and it was not uh, in the back and I got scared at, at once and it was in the middle of the night. So it was 11 p.m. or something. So I thought like, how can I find, like, I thought I maybe left it on the field and I got scared. And, and I went there and I took out my drone 
and I felt very aviation. That's the most aviation I get is very my good. drone because it has like lights underneath. And then I flew the drone over the high school pitch and just like centimeter by centimeter looked for, for the Mojave watch. Okay. And it took me one and a half hours, but With I didn't find imaging it. camera. <laughs> um, uh, and then uh, I looked uh, after like two hours of, of uh, searching for it I looked in my right pocket of the of the jacket and there it was so um, yeah it was uh, it's still there it's uh, 100% one of the most beautiful watches I've ever worn and it's it's so 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 sick and I'm really looking forward to those other colors and, and to have them on my wrist for maybe a day or two so um, last question how's the next week gonna be so there's five days of five colors is that right is that really right like is it mojave a green forest like so so a dark green woodland and is it lake tao meaning white and a black day uh, like are you separating days or how how's this whole watches and wonders thing happening next week what what's gonna happen Yeah, no, very good question. So in terms of um, actual watch releases, they are released at once. But in terms of our social media focus and how we sort of talk through the various elements, it's indeed, uh, I think it starts off on a woodland day and then uh, goes to uh, a Mojave Tahoe day and so on. So yes, it's it's exactly organized like that. And of course, we'll have everything um, on display in Geneva on, on day one. We have the keynote where we're streaming to the global public, where of course, all of the um, releases are being discussed all in the same keynote format. But then when it comes to social media when it comes to the app and everything you'll see that phasing uh, definitely happening day by day and then of course a highlight friday night we've got this uh, private concert the sound of color with no other than hans zimmer multiply uh, nominated now for various awards including the oscars and golden globes already won critics choice and bafta and a couple of other grammys sorry golden globes already won um, for the Dune soundtrack. So him and the band um, will be playing their current European arena tour um, also for the first time uh, performing the Sounds of Color for RWC Top Gun music created specifically to bring those color worlds to life. So very excited about that one. That's very exciting. And uh, it's probably best to, to follow the socials to get information about this. Christian, how... As a as a designer, how how is that the moment of birth of a new kind of uh, baby of yours? Is that the launch of a new product? Like, is it gonna be? Are you looking forward to a new kid, sort of, or or how's that feeling of launching a new product that you probably uh, yeah worked years on? Yeah, it's it's always a bit of a kind of mixed uh, moment or mixed feelings uh, because on 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 one hand you're absolutely right it's it's a moment of release where you first time really present what what we as a team have worked on for for two years here in Schaffhausen basically and uh, to to see reactions of people and to see what they think or hear what they think about the product and how it's embraced or not embraced let's see so that's that's definitely a very exciting moment but on the other hand also sometimes it feels a bit like a time travel because we as designers we always live a little bit more in the future so what keeps us busy at the moment is actually what products coming out in two years and this is already work that has been done and and you're going back to okay why why do, did we do that two years ago why have we decided for this uh, so so that's that's a bit a kind of of moment where where we go back to creations that have been done over the last uh, two years and and what what keeps us busy now is is obviously uh, what what shapes the future then of the brand in in, in one or two years perfect very last question for Chris we had We, we were sitting down in LA and it felt 
at one point last uh, in January, um, we had to talk about retirement because it felt like IWC is all of a sudden a retired <laughs> personality brand, sort of. So you have a football star as a testimonial that's not playing football anymore. Then you had a Formula One driver, which is very, very successful, but maybe in January we were not sure. There were some rumors. Maybe he's not driving. Then you said, like, me as a photographer, I'm a retired photographer as well. There's been a couple of rollbacks in that. Like, how happy are you that all two main and important one and the very unimportant Paul, I'm taking pictures for you. Did you see that I shot this container that, that's out there? And so I'm I'm not retired anymore. So even you're coming back. <laughs> the football player is playing another season. The, the car driver is driving as good as he ever was. Like, could this be way better? How's that spring feeling of like, uh, yeah, Aufbruch is the German word. Like everything, everybody is up and running, right? Indeed, everybody's up and running. Obviously, very glad about that. It's always interesting to see that it was warmer in LA in January than it clearly was in March. So I was, I was yeah. there again uh, last week. Uh, it was uh, somewhat chillier than uh, when I saw you. Uh, we were actually sitting outside in January. It was, it was yeah. lovely, lovely and warm, which was very nice. Um, no, absolutely. Um, versus that discussion now, another Formula One season has started. A new car, new rules, new regulations. Quite interesting, different aero challenges. But then again, also a fantastic new mode of racing where we can see a lot of drafting of cars behind one another overtaking suddenly being possible if you saw uh, Max Verstappen versus uh, Charles Leclerc you know overtaking each other about 15 times in two minutes I mean this yeah. is racing and uh, this is what we've been waiting for it's, it's mixed up the field as well you see it's a got strong Ferraris coming out uh, strong Red Bulls a new competition with the Mercedes so it's it's very very exciting and to have Lewis Hamilton come back in this new constellation with George Russell you know sort of the new starter in Mercedes and and the experienced world champion driver. It's super exciting. Similar for Tom, you know. Fantastic uh, to be back to the Bucks. And, and uh, you can imagine, I was over the moon to, to read about that reversal after we just really got going last year together. It's brilliant for us to, to, to enjoy another season. And for me, hopefully, not only to visit the training grounds in Tampa, but also to, to see a game at some point in COVID. That wasn't all too easy. So, no, it's fantastic. It gives, uh, it gives a lot of energy. That together with Eileen, who's obviously the other star that since I've seen you the last time, you know, her success at the Beijing Olympics has just been amazing. I mean, I skied with Eileen um, in November in Austria. And I was blown away by the the energy of of uh, the, the the free skiers and and what sort of altitudes, heights, and tricks, the energy, the rotation, everything is just amazing. And to see her take all that pressure, being eighteen years of age, and actually win two golds and a silver, and pulling off like a fifteen forty switch uh, big air, and then that run down the half pipe, the third run, when everybody else was affected by the wind like crazy, didn't get the the air, um, didn't get the rotation in, and she came down and just did it like as if it was completely sunny still day um you know at that age i mean i would have i would have been a mess aged 18 so um no it's amazing to see very very impressive and i'm, I'm very much looking forward to uh, more successful stories because it surely feels like a lot of stuff you guys touch turn into gold or into mojave desert woodland lake tahoe or black and saratania absolutely that's the ultimate looking... philosophy, philosophy here is about how it all turns into sand in the end <laughs> it's very existential paul <laughs> on that bombshell <laughs> have fun next week and i'm looking forward to see you soon you thank you so much thanks for talking to me thanks paul bye bye thanks bye bye paul bye christian bye bye
My dear listeners, thanks for your time. Uh, in the next episode, Chris is taking over. And he's <laughs> it's, it's a surprise, but it's interesting. And it's new. It's a new guest, and it's a very, very good episode. I listened to it already. So uh, if you don't want to wait for that, maybe you want to know something more about IWC, the watches of IWC and the heritage, check out the website. Find us on socials at IWC Journal, IWC Watches on Instagram is the handles. on, And just make sure to put a reminder on this a podcast a platform whatever you're using right now to not miss any of the future episodes because there is a couple of nice upcoming episodes coming so thanks for listening see you soon